Welcome to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. Good morning, I am Millie, and I am happy to be here with you as I am every single Sunday morning. So I want to first start off by saying thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening, taking the time out of your day to listen. And I just would like to know how you all have been doing this week. This was my first week of virtual learning with my ELLs. And so I have so much to share with you today, and I'm really excited about that. So I want you to know, even throughout the week, we may not be in school, most of us, but I still want to know your wins. So what was something that you did well this week? What was something that your ELLs did well this week? You can always share those in the comments. It's encouraging to me. It's encouraging for other teachers to know what you're doing. So definitely share those. And I always say, It doesn't matter how big or how small the win is, it's a win. I know for me, it was, um, I teach seventh grade. And so it was just getting out those links, reaching out to those parents last Sunday and making sure that they showed up throughout the week. So definitely share those wins with me, with other teachers. You can email those to me at Millie at myadventuresandesl.com. And I'll definitely share those out uh, for you and just so other teachers can hear about it. So let's go ahead and dive in today. I know a lot of us are having the problem, a huge problem in the midst of this um, COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of us, myself included, I do not have a one-to-one school. So, you know, we're very short on technology. So a lot of our ELLs have either a tablet or a phone. And that is a lot of problem, a big problem that a lot of us are having as ESL teachers in the middle of this pandemic. And so having to teach students who do not have a computer at home, who may, some people may not, some of the kids may not even have access to the internet at home. And so how, how are we to make that switch from virtual learning with students who may only have access to a cell phone? And in some cases, some students don't even have access to a cell phone. So as educators, this has really caused us to be kind of in a scramble. I know for me, trying to figure out how to successfully teach them and support them during this time. And if I'm being honest, I'm having a hard time. I think I have a pretty good show up rate, but there's still some kids that I'm just struggling to get, you know, to show up so we can have some kind of interaction, some kind of, you know, teaching. And one of the things that our student, our school is doing is we are trying to have like a virtual learning session. And I'll share more about that with you all later. But I know as educators, this has caused us to make sure that we are trying to become creative in so many ways because we're passionate and we want to do everything that we can to support our students during this time. So like I mentioned, a lot of us, a lot of our ELLs have very limited technology at home. And a lot of times the only way that they can access the internet is through their cell phone. 
So knowing this, like I mentioned before, I had to definitely think about ways that I can be creative and how I can support them during this time. So I had to find an easy platform that they can just click on their iPhones, click on their Androids, click on their Kindle tablets, and then they can just easily access me. And I realized this was really important because I told this story um, possibly last week, but I was trying to have them before we left. It was a scramble, right? And I was like, okay, you all, do you all have Gmail? Do you, what do you all have? And so I had them practicing logging in. And even with seventh graders, it was a struggle trying to get them logged in and trying to, you know, get them on a website. And so I knew that, I knew that coming into it. I was like, oh, this is going to be a struggle. I know I'm going to need something. I'm going to need something to make it easier for my students to log into the computer. And I can only imagine, this is seventh grade. Now, I can only imagine if for teachers who are teaching second and third grade or even kindergarten, you know, what that struggle is like. And you would think, you know, oh, the kids are on the phone all the time. You know, they won't have any problems logging in. Uh-uh, it is not that simple. A lot of times they struggle you know, they may misplace a word on a website or they may not know exactly how to go to the, you know, the, they'll go to the search bar and try to type a, type a website. And so things like that, like that struggle that I was going through. And I knew that I had to provide them with an easy process to log in. I knew that. And so one of the ways that I wanted to combat this is that I wanted to have a website or a platform of some sort where all of the links, all of the articles, everything that they were going to do were going to be housed. And so what I'm going to do is show you. So I'm going to screen share my Padlet. And in this Padlet, what I did was I housed a lot of the resources. So what I'm going to go ahead and do right here. And so Padlet is a really good resource that you can use. Now, as you can see on mine, I decided to have like the articles of what we're going to be reading. I also, some of the students even asked me, Miss Williams, can you put the PowerPoint on here as well? Like, so I'll be showing you all PowerPoint I'm doing, but I also have the articles. And as you can see here at the top, I have the link to the Zoom. So Zoom has been really a lifesaver for me during this time because the students can just click, go to the website, and that, that's it. So it's been really helpful. So as you can see on my Padlet, and Padlet is basically like a online post-it note. That's the best way I can explain it. And it has where you can post links, you can post videos, it's all in one spot. I even, as you can see in the search bar here, I even have a really easy URL link the students can write down. And on the side, if you want some extra privacy, some extra privacy, one of the things that you can do is if you can see on the side here, you can have, you can require approval, you can uh, block out the comments, you can even make it to where they have to have a password, a password to log in. So it is a really great resource. And so as you can see on here, I have the Zoom link just for those students who say, Miss Williams, what's the link? Because you always have those students, you always have those people like, oh, I misplaced the link. I'm probably one of those people. So I gave my students before I left a Padlet where I was gonna house the links and the work. So if they misplace something, for example, 
they can just simply go to the Padlet and do this. And it works great on phones and it works really good on tablets. So I wanted them to have an easy way to access this. I also, when you do the Zoom, one of the things that I learned this week that was really helpful is that instead of having a new link every single day, when you go into Zoom, there's a button that you can click and on the button, it says recurring. So you can use the same link over and over and over again. That was how I was able to simply post the link on my Padlet because I'm just using the same link over and over and over again. So that is one of my first tips for you is to one, make sure that you get a Padlet and then also think about, you know, doing the link for the recurring times. Now, the next thing that I want to share with you all is that one of the things that was really big this week was funny story. I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew that it was like, oh, okay, you know, we all know each other. Now, this is with my intermediate students. We all know each other. We all, I teach them, of course. And um, I was like, you know what? I definitely need to have some expectations with them because I know at some point that they are going to possibly possibly maybe get off task or, 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 you know, uh, get really comfortable, you know, seventh grade, like I say, some days it's a roller coaster. And so, you know, I just want to make sure that I was clear about what I was expected. And sure enough, during this, um, during this one of the, I was teaching, so I couldn't see the chat box. And that was another thing that I learned this week too is that I was teaching, and sometimes it's, you're teaching, you, it was hard to see the chat box on the side. So I was into this lesson, and one of the students was raising his hand, raising his hand. You can click a little button in Zoom where you're raising your hand. And one of the other students was like, why are you always raising your hand? And all of this kind of broke out in the chat, and I couldn't see it. <laughs> and so when I went back to the chat, to actually, you know, engage them in the lesson. I saw that I saw these comments about raising your hand and this little petty tit for tat that they were doing. And so that made me realize why it was so important to have expectations because I told them immediately, I was like, you know, you all are getting into this little petty argument. It is not okay. That is not in line with our expectations. So one of the things that I want to make sure that I encourage you to do is make sure you have expectations and really think through the expectations because when I did the expectations, I only had be respectful to all the attendees, give 100% to every question and every task, help each other. I did not have that expectation initially to stay on topic in the virtual chat room. So when I saw that little tit for tat break out in, in the chat room, I immediately said, you know what, tomorrow, this is a new expectation that I am having. And I want you to definitely learn from my mistakes. If I was to definitely do it again, like this upcoming week, I am going to be doing it again. I am going to make sure that I carefully monitor the chat. There's actually somebody from my school. She's going to help me out and she's going to moderate the chat box for me. So if you have somebody that can help you out and support you to do that, definitely do that. Or there's also a little button in there where you can turn off the comments, meaning that you can go in and say, hey, everybody can, the only person that the, the people that's attending who can talk to is me. I was really reluctant to do that because some of the questions 
they do require engagement. So what I'm going to do this week is, is I'm going to have it to where when it's an engagement type of question, they can talk publicly. And if there is and like when there's not the engagement type questions, when they're actually supposed to be doing their work, I'm going to actually turn it off to where they can only chat with me. So definitely learn from me. I thought, oh, it'll just be a free for all. Another thing is quick tip that I'm throwing in here as well is that you can also have it to where it's a little button under the chat box. If I can pull up Zoom, I don't think I can because I don't think there's anybody in, I don't think I have an open meeting or anything. But anyway, there's a little button in Zoom where you can say mute all the attendees and there's a box that you can check that says allow attendees to unmute themselves. I would highly suggest that you check the box that, that does not allow them to unmute themselves. Because one thing I was noticing was happening was that maybe I was talking and then maybe they would accidentally unmute themselves and then they'll maybe kind of conflict to what I was doing. So those are definitely some tips that I learned this week that was helpful in kind of keeping everything structured and streamlined and making sure that they're focused and on task. And I'll definitely go over those again with you. Now, another thing that I learned this week that I think that really kept the students coming back every single day was making sure that I had engaging topics during the lesson. So one of the things that we talked about this past week was like, would you walk across a glass bridge that's 700 feet in the air? Or do you think gaming should be a sport? Now, those are really interesting topics. The students were interested to write about those. They were interested to see videos. They had interesting questions about them. And so that was one way that I kept the students coming back throughout the week. Now, how do you find interesting and engaging topics? One of the ways to do that, of course, is that, you know, you all know your students, you all know what they like. And throughout the school year, I got, I picked up that the boys and even the girls, you know, like I was, I love video games growing up. Even the girls and the boys love video games. They're really big gamers. And I knew that. So I was like, hmm, I know my students love games and gaming. What is an interesting topic that I can do with them? And I was like, oh, we can talk about gaming. And should gaming be a sport? It was really cool to hear their opinions about that as well. Also, also, I know this upcoming week, a lot of the students have a lot of questions about this pandemic. And so that I know because they were asking me throughout the week, you know, Miss Williams, you know, what about this pandemic? How does this happen? How does that happen? Them asking questions is a big clue to me that it's something that they're interested in. So this upcoming week for our essay, I'm going to have them read an article from News ELA. And then after they read the article, they're going to answer this question. Should schools be open during a pandemic? Because some of them I'm picking up on it. They think schools should be open. And some of them are like, no, it should not be open. So I'm going to use that knowing what I've learned about them, learning about the questions that they're asking. I'm going to use that to get some interesting topics. And I want you to know that News ELA is a great resource. I think I can pull it up right quickly for us. But one of the things about News ELA that I love, I simply love, is that you can 
there's a Lexile link and you can simply click it and you can, it's already varied for the Lexile. I think one of the things me personally for the next school year, it used to be free, completely free. And they've changed it to where certain things are, you know, you have to pay for certain things. I think personally with my own money for next school year, when they give me my ESL money, I am going to buy a new ELA. I'm going to first beg and see if they can, you know, <laughs> maybe get it for us. But if they can't, it's a great resource. It's a great way to build background knowledge. And I am definitely um, going to be doing that. So what I'm going to go ahead and do right quickly, I think I was able to actually pull it up. And I'm going to see if I can actually show you all right quickly what I'm speaking of. So as you can see here on News ELA right now, it is free. If you are affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, your school is closed. You can go to News ELA and you can access it for free. There's a little banner at the top and it lets you click it. You put your information in and then you have immediate access. So this is how I'm finding interesting topics for my students. This is, you know, they usually are up to date, current events. They have so many ways that you can build background knowledge with your students. But one of the things that I was telling you about here where it says max at the top on the right hand corner, it's like a little black button. You see here, there are different Lexile levels. Like for this article, it's a Lexile of 475, 90, 700. You know, one of the things that I used to do is that, and I still do this, is that if I have a student, like I may go down to the lowest Lexile level. And I had some students in the past that their Lexile was like, you know, I, I forgot what it's called now. It's like LB or BL or something like that, where it wasn't registering, maybe like a Lexile like 100 or something like that. I will actually click on the lowest one and then kind of summarize those type of articles, even if you have newcomers. But it is a great, great resource that you can use with your ELLs during this time. I've been using with my ELLs so they can actually build background knowledge during this time. You can turn it into a PDF. And so if you see on my Padlet, those news ELA articles, those are actually PDFs that they just click on because when we're writing, I want them to make sure that they can go back and that they can view their evidence as they are writing. So definitely use that. That has been a really helpful resource for me during this time. It's been helpful to find interesting topics. It has been helpful for the students in building background knowledge and while they're actually writing. Now, you may say a lot of people are like, I'm not having students show up and I'm having that same struggle as well with students not showing up. And one of the things that I've been doing is that I've been posting on YouTube and well, let me back up. You can record on Zoom. So there's a button, of course, that says record the video. So I've been recording the video on Zoom. And for those students who have not been showing up, I've been posting the video under an unlisted option on YouTube. And the unlisted option only lets the people with the link view it. Of course, I do that for privacy reasons. I don't want everybody looking at it. I only want, you know, sharing it with other teachers, other educators, and other students. So only people with that link can actually view the video. Now, that is definitely an option that you all can do. 
Now, that's something that's been really helpful because one of the things that has been the students have been doing is that I've been posting them like on my YouTube. So as you can see here, like my channel videos right here, and you can see right here where it says unlisted. Anyone with the video link can see the video and it won't appear on my page. So if somebody was to go to my page, they won't see it on my page. And then after I've been doing that, I've also been posting them on daily writing lessons. Now, if you see right here, the students, I can give them this website and I can just post it here. And if I wanted to, if I wanted to, the students can actually, I can post them, go to my Padlet, click the little button at the bottom, and I can just say previous lessons, something like that. And then I can just link it. This is me doing this on my Padlet, posting it on the Padlet like that. And then it is ready for the students to go. So they already have this Padlet link and I can just post it on the Padlet as well. And it's right here and the students can, can view it. So I would definitely suggest you using a YouTube video, record it on your Zoom, upload it to an unlisted channel on YouTube. And that way you can have your send the students the link. And that way for the students that haven't showed up, you can just send it through them to remind and then they can have the videos. Like once again, these are just some low tech options. And I also wanted to have been trying to encourage homework. And one way that I've been encouraging homework is through Flipgrid. Now with Flipgrid, of course, you can record videos of yourself and then you can send the videos directly, directly to your students if they need to. And that once again has been really, 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 really helpful because, you know, some of the students, I can send it directly to their parents. That's something that I had a couple of students. I did a homework assignment over the weekend. Some of the students recorded their video right away. I send the, the video link to their parents on Flipgrid and, you know, um, and after I do that on Flipgrid for them, then I just send the video over directly to their parents. Now, where do you show them the Padlet? Now, the Padlet is something, a link that I just definitely gave the, I'm not definitely, I'm sorry. This is a link that I provided to the students before we left for school. But one thing that you can do is that if you want to just put everything on the Padlet, like you can put your YouTube videos on the Padlet that you recorded of yourselves. You can put the links to the articles on the Padlet. And then you can just take the Padlet link at the top and just send it out via remind, text message, email, however you're communicating. And in the in that uh, notification that you send to your parents, you can say, hey, here are all the videos of me teaching this lesson. They just simply go to this Padlet, click on a video, and, and that's that, right? And like I said, I like that with Padlet, you can make it an easy link so the parents can just go to the link, okay? And if you have any other questions about that, definitely let me know, okay? So also, like I said, I want to show you all right quickly um, on Flipgrid. Um, let me see if I can go ESL Rocks. Let's see. And on my Flipgrid right here, let's see. Let me go here. And you can see, should gaming be a sport? And here is a video of me <laughs> explaining that and sharing that with the, with the students, right? And showing an example. And I can put videos on there. If you are in a situation where, you know, you didn't set up a flip grid before you left for your students, it's really easy. As you can see on this one, 
I just did student one as an ESL rocks for my example. And then the student, you know, the students can just come in and run one, one by one record their video. Like it'll ask their name and their grade or their school or whatever like that. So you can still record it and then still send the link out to the parents as well. So one thing is I want to do before we go is that we talked about a lot today. So I just want to recap everything that we talked about today. Now, the first thing is, is that um, you can find a website such as Padlet as a main portal. During, on this portal, you can post videos of your lessons. You can post your articles. You can post resources for parents, important websites. You can do this on a website like Padlet. It is free for educators. They give you about 10 Padlets. And once again, Padlet is like a virtual sticky note <laughs> with, that you can go to and post it. And it is such a helpful resource. And that way you can just give your parents one link, one link, and just say on this link, this is what I'm going to be updating throughout our time out of school. You, excuse me, you can go here, you can see the websites, you can see the lessons, you can see articles and important information. So definitely do that during a web, like a website like Padlet. That way it's easy for the parents to bookmark and keep. The next thing is, is that when you are planning your virtual lessons for your students, really consider a website like News ELA that's going to offer differentiated articles for you and they have high interest articles and it is free. I've been using News ELA to help me plan for my students, plan interesting lessons and engaging lessons with them as well. Now, when you are teaching on Zoom or any other other resource, I really want to encourage you to record yourself and record the lessons and then post those on Padlet or a private web page. That way, if you have students for whatever reason not showing up, you can just simply send them an unlisted YouTube link to the video and that way they'll still have some type of access to learning while they're not in school. And the last thing that I want to encourage you to do is to use Flipgrid for homework assignments. You can record videos for your students of the homework. Like for example, one thing that I did last week was that I had them do the news ELA article. And as you can see on the Flipgrid, I had them go and read their opinion paragraph allowed on the Flipgrid. So that was their homework. That was easy for them to do. A lot of them, like I said, have phones. So it's really easy for them to log into the Flipgrid and record their homework. And then I can just hit a button and share it with their parents. So I really want you to use these free resources like Flipgrid, Flipgrid which is really helpful in maintaining a connection with your ELLs and maintaining some type of structure. And... This week, while you're called to action, right? This is what I would like you to do. I really want to encourage you to come up with a way to streamline your planning with your ELLs. You can do the same way, the same plan that I use uh, with my ELLs as far as using it Padlet, using News ELA to find interesting topics, teaching, and when I'm teaching, actually record the video and upload it to YouTube and encouraging homework through Flipgrid. So that's something that you can do a simple structure and a simple plan that you can do with your students. And I want you to reach out to all of them some way during, during these during school closures. So I would love for you to send a Flipgrid video. You can even make a YouTube video and just send it out as a link to your students. 
It can be a simple vocabulary video. You can record a YouTube video of you teaching vocabulary and send those out to your students. Something simple, especially if you're in a situation, you know, where a lot of your students do not have computers or laptops or internet, and maybe the only access they have to the internet is a cell phone. So be thinking about some of those options as well. Now, I, of course, would love to know some of your low-tech options that you are using to connect with your students, connect with your ELLs during this time. You can definitely share those in the comments. Once again, I'm going to be hanging out afterwards. So if you have any questions, definitely share those in the chat box. I'll be more than happy to answer those as well. So just tag me or you can email me, Millie at myadventuresinesl.com. Now, before we go, I want you all to know that I have available free daily lessons that I've been doing for beginners and for intermediates. So last week, there was a week of free lessons that you can access that you can send out in a video to your ELLs or as a link to your ELLs. All they need is a pencil and paper. So go to myadventuresinesl.com. At the top, there is a link that says free daily writing lessons. Click that link and then you can send some of those videos out to your students. And that way you can look at those yourself to help you with planning and getting some ideas generated. So once again, go to myadventuresinesl.com. At the top, there is a link that says free daily writing lessons. And then you can get two weeks worth of lessons sent out to you so you can send it out to your students. And so once again, thank you so much for being here. I will make sure to link that in the comments. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. And I will see everybody next week at 9.15. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.